Hi, this is Ricky Morton, three times Mid-South Tag Team Champions. I like to wish Mid-South Moments a happy one-year anniversary. We welcome you all to a very special episode of Mid-South Moments. This officially marks one full year of watching Mid-South Wrestling with an entire year of television covered. And to mark this very special occasion, I have two very special guest hosts with me. First, a veteran of five shows, Mark Dunderdale. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very well. Uh, and second up is regular co-host, who has also appeared on five shows, though in the nicest possible way. It feels a lot more given the hours we've clocked up. Dan Phillips is here. How are you doing today, Dan? Very good, thanks. And congratulations on your year anniversary thanks very much i'm not sure what's it what's uh what's a, a year anniversary in wedding is it like pa i think it's paper isn't it it's paper, it paper yeah yeah paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah so just send me some cash in the post that'd be great yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to try something a little bit new this week um a watch along show of the october 27th 1984 episode uh, none of us have seen the show as of yet um so we're going to try and provide some commentary to go along with the matches and where possible we'll try and air the promos um, and then comment on them afterwards and um, hopefully this will work for those who actually want to watch the episode of Mid-South at the same time and equally so for those who just want to listen along and um, frankly this is the first watch along we've ever done so I presume we'll all just mostly be hoping that this isn't terrible and or technology doesn't fail us but before we get to that I have a very special announcement to make Mid-South Moments merchandise is now available everything from t-shirts phone cases mugs and notebooks everything your heart could possibly desire i think there's even a mini skirt for your significant other in there as well um, you can find this all at redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash mid-south moments and we'll have more on that in the second part of the anniversary special which is a usa versus uk trivia battle so very exciting news there, Jess. i presume you'll be buying your wives a mid-south moments mini skirt post-haste absolutely Good yeah i'm glad i've got I'm glad I'm um, doing this with my headphones in so it doesn't ruin a surprise for her. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, she hasn't heard. <laughs> right. So let's, uh, let's see if we can actually make this work without, um, without anything horrible going wrong, which I'm already struggling with. Here we go. So can you see Mid-South Wrestling 268 on your screen in front of us here? Yep. I can. Excellent. Right. So I'm going to count down from five, five to, and I'll press play on on... One, I suppose. How do countdowns work? Who knows? Who knows? How do countdowns work? So I'm going to count down from five, and I'll, on the stroke of one, I'm going to press play. So let's go. So five, four, three, two, one. And we are playing. So you, we should be able to hear the um, opening bars of the famous theme when the screen turns to black. And there we go. Can you both hear that, gentlemen? Yes, we can. Yeah. I can hear that funky tune. Right, so it's good turn. Well, actually, we'll leave it. We'll leave it running in the background while we're waiting for this first bit. So this is the great. Uh, this is the great opening. Of, sort of probably been what six weeks or so, Mark. I think since this change, isn't it? Um, yeah, there are there are about no longer on that. Still fairly yeah. recent. My favourite bit is Boy Pierce slamming the slamming the desk and uh, in delight at something happened to Jim. Jim Cornette, a very serious Jim Duggan in front of the Stars and Stripes flag. So we've got Boyd Pierce and um, Bill Watts at the desk, and we're just going to listen to what, they, what they've what they got to say for themselves at the start. But I've just muted it, which is good. Hello, wrestling fans. Once again, we welcome you to the exciting Mid-South Wrestling Television Network. And this week, really excitement as we see the football helmet match between Dr. Death Steve Williams and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Also, Brickhouse Brown takes on Hacksaw Butch Reed. Uh, Johnny Mantell versus the returning Ted DiBiase. And listen to this. The North American heavyweight title on the line has Magnum T.A. defends his coveted belt against the challenge of the big cat, Ernie Ladd. A tell you about show. it, the president of Mid-South Sports, mm. our guest commentator, Bill Watt. Bill? Well, thank you, boy. Another exciting night. And, you know, it's excitement in the air. Another packed house here at the Irishman Neal Boys Club. The Louisiana State Fair going on. Remember a couple of years ago, there was some excitement as Hacksaw Dugan came out of a gorilla suit two years ago. Right. So <laughs> it seems like something always in the air. I do want to make one announcement. Terry Taylor will not be with us for about a month. Something has happened to his spleen, whether it's from an injury. They just don't know. It's, it's really a stressful time for Terry. I know everybody's hearts will go out to him at this time. We've got a lot of Something's happened to Terry Taylor's spleen. He doesn't know what. He's out for a month. Cornets, tennis rackets, two-by-fours, chains, and steel chairs. And I understand your feelings, and certainly I want you to understand ours. We tried to bar the things, except for Cornette's tennis racket, that we felt could cause a fatality. 
There's no way that we Balls can regulate it out. So I suppose, I suppose actually, to be fair, if you had Roger Federer with a backhand with tennis And you know, I wrestled for a lot of years, and a lot of guys did some horrible things to me, and I just found out it was better to fight fire with fire. So I think some of these guys have to come up with some innovative ideas to combat what happens to them. Boyd Pierce is on Team Taz. Yeah, yeah, lovely orange suit from Boyd. We have no control of anyway. So I know that your eye is sometimes against us, but we can't regulate out everything. Even the laws this is going on a bit, isn't it? This first bit. Well, I, I was hoping this is going to be like a really quick, so quick in and out. But I will turn down Mr. Watson into our first match. Can, and Grizzly Smith does the greatest job he can to present the best matches possible. Now, we have a match we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Dr. Death has been with Mr. <laughs> Come Hell. on, Bill. Gets to the point. self-proclaimed award, but he's got Hacksaw Dugan pretty hot. Feels like he's well, trying Dr. to kill Death, time hey, a bit. Yeah. And he had some words to say that he recorded earlier today. Oh, we've got a promo That's coming up now. You know, some people say I forgot my helmet the other day. Well, I didn't. I was getting a little buff job, a shine job. He's buffing his helmet. Today, today in the ring. You know what? You want to get down? You want to get down dirty and nasty in the gridiron in the pit? Well, let me tell you something, Hacksaw Duggan. I buried people. I got down in my four-point stance and I used to dig and dig and dig. And I dug the people yeah. holes. And I'd cover them with the, with the turf. And that's the way in the ring, too. I'm going to bury you so deep. They're gonna need a shovel to dig you out. Well, hacksaw Jim Dugan uh, like that. That never good. backed down yeah. from the challenge. Very, good. very excited about the football helmet the match. Mustangs. He set a record for consecutive starts. He played in the NFL. Do we think that the first two match two is coming before the break, or do it's gonna be a hundred percent promo? And he's and he's ready. Now he the crowds have got louder. I'm guessing it's gonna be like a goal line stand. Let's listen to what Jim Dugan said. Oh, we've got Jim Dugan promo. Red 42! Red 42! He's got his football helmet on. That's right, when old Hacksaw Duggan gets the cage back in front of his face, kind of flashes back. Back to the goal line stance. Back down in the pit. Well, the action is quick and violent, and the officials can't always see what's going on. That's where I used to make my living. Not in the USFL, but in the NFL, Doc. I got you one-on-one -on -one today, baby. No advantage. I brought my helmet. Dug it up out of my duffel. Hut, 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 hut! Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, right. for our first now match, some in-ring action. We've got, well, I don't know if it is actually. We might, it might be another promo. We've got Scandal and Buddy Lane that in-ring, yeah. Sir, is a very important announcement. Everybody knows the General's plans to reinvade the Mid-South area. Everybody knows that Ted DiBiase is the number one cannon in the Army. And he will be here. Right now he's a little late, but he will be here. And as usual, the General is looking for the greatest of all weapons for the Army. And I've been doing a lot of observing and scouting in the Mid-South. And I've found that one of the most underrated wrestlers, but certainly one of the most productive, is young Buddy Landell himself, the Nature Boy. Buddy's got a lovely white jumper on with a Let kind of purpley brown stripe across the chest. Nice chain that sunglasses. Like right, those two-tone sunglasses, Tully Blanchard used to wear them. Right? Yes. I have paid this young man the most money that he has ever seen in his lifetime in return for something that he has promised yours truly. Am I correct in my assumption? I want to thank you very much, General Skander Akbar, a household name of professional wrestling. This I must be in the middle of a series of tapings. They wouldn't start a new because you're a man. No, show. Yeah, don't go out of so his way to pay somebody a large sum of money like you paid me for nothing. I promised you that it was in my power to do what you need to be done. And the nature boy, let me tell you something, brother. If I tell you that a monkey can pull a boxcar, hook it up. I've made you an advancement. A great deal of money. Sorry, just to clarify, has anyone now heard that himself before? No. There you have it, the General's army is showing up. That was the missing link just walked past. Oh uh, yeah, the missing link is back. Not seen since 1983 in Mid-South, I don't think. Akbar with a business arrangement with Nature Boy Buddy Landell. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this match, one fall. Right, we are getting some wrestling now, so he's going to turn down go. the comments in the background. So we've got the missing link, who I don't think has been in Mid-South for, for probably since last year, and he was pretty much a glorified jobber around that time. So we've got yeah, him. Yeah, I started watching early 84 and he hasn't been on. There he is. Yeah, Mike Jackson, the man, the legend. So so the observant there would say that the missing link has hair where Mike Jackson doesn't. So we, <laughs> do we think that he's taken Mike? Yeah, he has. Mike yeah, Jackson's I'm... got a prominent ball patch and the missing link only has hair 
where the ball patch is meant to be. Yeah, and he's grown it out. <laughs> oh, and a little a bit of the front. <laughs> so this is this is I don't know where Missing Link has been, but um, he uh, he is obviously back here now. So Mike oh, Jackson, my God, sit, yeah, man. Mike Jackson hit a couple of nice looking drop kicks on uh, on Mr. Link here. Uh, Mark was in Missing Link. He had a run in the the Dodo Ref, didn't he? Was he one of the yeah. WrestleManias Missing Link? I don't I don't think he was. I, I was just thinking he's been in WWF. I've seen him in. I don't know if it's the encyclopedias or what, but um, I was just thinking, I don't think I've ever seen a match of his. He looked hmm. in massive. I don't remember him great from my, shape. Yeah, I don't remember him from my WrestleMania recent run through. I don't remember seeing. Pretty sure I'd remember this guy. No, I'm just, I just, just realised one, one of the, the difficulties of doing a watch along is that, you know, I haven't got my laptop to actually do some, do some research at the same time. So hang on, miss- hang on. I, I thought you just knew all of this stuff. No, well, no, I don't. I'm sadly. It's uh, so missing. Oh. Link was in world class for virtually all of 1984. So that's where he would he had been. I think he had a WF yeah. run. Let's let's find out. Can we just say that that opening um, thing on the desk, the amount of announcements they've uh, <laughs> yeah, they went know, through, yeah. and it's a packed card. I do like the idea of football helmet match. So missing Link has won there, and I do not have my stopwatch, so I cannot tell you what the time was. So yeah, missing Link did not appear at WrestleMania by the looks of things, but he did have a run in the WWF as well. So we're going into break, and we've got the, the football helmet match up next: Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus Doctor Death Steve Williams. So yeah, the missing Link was in the WWF from uh, May '85 all the way through until. October eighty five, so not a particularly long, long oh, run there. So yeah, that was a, that was a good finish to the match. Did you see that? With I didn't actually. Missing, no, I didn't. How <laughs> did he finish the match? From the top rope, head butted the yeah. the back of the neck of Mike Jackson, <laughs> and Jackson just crumpled in a heap. It was it was excellent. Poor Mike Jackson. I'm just going to turn this up a second, see if we've got any rules that we need to follow here. Limit. Yeah. Introducing first in the red corner from Oklahoma University. Weighing 276 pounds, Steve, Dr. Death, So William. Williams has his helmet on. I can confirm he has his Oklahoma University helmet Carl on. Berkey, also, as we know, we're filming on, on the, the day of Oklahoma, Texas. So yes, we are, yeah. We shouldn't have said that, and we should have said, oh, congratulations to Texas on their victory over Oklahoma or something. Pretending that it happened pretending that we were recording live. So where is Mr. Duggan here? He's not. Where is he, Jim Ross? Yeah. Where are you, Carl? Where are you, Jim Duggan? You want to get it right on the pit, right here in the gridiron? Come on, Jim Duggan. If you're afraid, say you're afraid. Jim Duggan, you talk about how tough and rough you are. Come on, right here in the middle. Yeah, this screams where right is Duggan, this is not it? circle. I'm gonna turn that pony into a jackass. I'm gonna turn everybody around. And he where guesses where he is. I don't know if he's coming well, out or not. Or coming out of the crowd? Never... Come on! Out, yeah. Under the ring. Late, ladies and gentlemen, he should be here in just a few moments. So Jim Ross, he's never been, he's never been, he's late. Never been late. He's, he's never very, late. He's a very punctual man. Very punctual. Oh, the crowd's starting to react now. Oh, there we go. So it's Ted oh. DiBiossi is out. With a helmet. He's got the helmet. That's the night. I saved you the trouble, Dr. Death. As you can see, this is an SMU football helmet and Jim Duggan is nowhere around. Now all you people know that Ted DiBiase's scheduled return is right here tonight and tonight it's going to be. I'm here to face Johnny Mantell and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Now my return, Mr. Ross, was almost over before it got started because the man who all you people love the man is supposed to be... He looks really young, D.B. is isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking he looks Back a lot like Ted Jr. when he's clean. Yes, he really does. Oh, yeah. I was thinking it's like... Well, I never noticed the likeness because I'm used to BBS doing the beat. With this football helmet and in my return before it got started. Now, being the athlete that I am, I ducked out of the way of this football helmet, Ross, and I put one fist right on that glass jaw of that no-good, drunken hippie and I left him right where he belongs, out there in the gutter. That's right. Duggan's out there in the gutter, and I'm going to tell you, Mid-South, I Just am his bite and switch. to regain the North American heavyweight title and take right back up where I left off. All right, so you're, if, if I can follow the story here, you're saying that 
Hacksaw Jim Duggan tried to jump you outside the building, and you avoided his attack, and you knocked him out. You had a fight with Duggan and knocked him out with one punch. That's right. You had a fight, and you had a fight with Jim Duggan, and you're not wrinkled. Your clothes aren't dirty or anything. You had a fight outside <laughs> with Jim Duggan. You Is Jim clean? Ross calling into question? Ross, I'm yeah. the man. Everybody knows that Jim Duggan, he got where he got because of me. He's overrated. He's nothing but a drunken bum, and that's right. I'm not drunk, why is this, right this drunk stuff? Duggan's never been accused of drinking on air. Right I, I, I know. He's out there in the gutter. If you don't believe me, take somebody out there to find him. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but the hippies get drunk more like smoking weed, really, than drinking, I would thought. But maybe both. Apparently, this match is not going to transpire, ladies and This match is not going to transpire. There's a lot of confusion here. Yeah, what on earth? I only turned it up to hear the rules. I don't know what it is, but who sure. thought this would be such Jim a promo heavy show as well, which is absolutely perfect for watching. We're basically just sitting here recording us listening to it. Up to a challenge, <laughs> and I've never heard of anybody knocking Hacksaw Dugan out with one punch. He's been in a lot of barroom balls. We'll just have to <laughs> see what we can find out about the situation. He's been in a lot right, of we'll return right, after this right we're heading to break now. So, action continues so the, on Mid-South Wrestling after the break. So, we didn't see the match, but we did find out that Hacksaw Jim Duggan has an alcohol problem. And he's been in a lot it's of barroom fights. I think he needs to chill out and nights out, doesn't he, by the sounds of it. We've all got a friend <laughs> like that. It's like getting into trouble, you know, getting into fights. Yeah, bad, bad it's times, very rare, Mr. Duggan. It's, it's very rare they go to commercial not saying what the next match is. That yeah. just said action continues. Yeah. Really So weird. I'm guessing there's not going to be a match right now either, maybe? Maybe, maybe, maybe Terry Taylor's spleen has uh, thrown out all plans, basically. But we're <laughs> yeah. back. We're back. Hacksaw, Duggan. He is in bad shape. We'll try to get more information as we find so it out. Right now, now, we had a pre-taped interview. Oh, more promos. Great. Jim Cornette, when he <laughs> made a specific challenge, it's going to be oh, answered today. Let's challenge. I imagine that us speaking is probably I think it's time to expose the fact that Mid-South Wrestling protects its champions just like it always has. Because last week, I made a statement here on television that we would end the career of one of the Rock and Roll Express. But that scared them so bad that now we can't get a match with them and Mid-South Wrestling is protecting them. So I had my mother send down a blank check. $25,000 made out to nobody. All you have to do to fill in the line, Rock and Roll Express, is sign for a match against the Midnight Express for the titles. Name your stipulations. Call your own match. I don't care what it is. But we want you in the ring for the titles one way or the other. Like I said, you can name your own rules. That's how certain that we are that we can take your measure because I'm sick and tired of everybody saying the Rock and Roll Express is number one. We're going to prove our point, prove that we're the best, and take those Mid-South belts. Mid-South Wrestling, if you're not scared, let them do it. And Rock and Roll Express, if you're not scared, then sign on the dotted line for 25 grand. Well, Cornette may have nailed his own nail in the coffin because the Midnight Express has said that under any stipulation that they design. And I know Ricky and Robert have worked out a real humdinger. They'll be showing They've us all about real later today. Right now, we got to go to the ring. Hacksaw, Butch Reed, and the Brickhouse. This should be a great Oh, excellent. Okay, so we've got Butch Reed yeah. and Brickhouse Brown up next. So let's uh, actually some wrestling to watch. Let's see. Well, I can... yeah, I was going to say, yeah. until that bell rings, I wouldn't bank on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. If, if, if someone was watching this, uh, listening to your podcast for the first time, I just think Mid South is just a series of people avoiding matches. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot, of, a lot of promo so far as well. Um, but this this should be should be quite good. So I'm going to try and actually watch this. I'm actually also going to try and uh, hit hit go on my stopwatch at the same time. So let's uh, let's see. So we've got Brickhouse Brown and Butch Reed coming up. We can't hear the bell, so who knows? There we go. We'll just go when the ref, uh, ref waves his hand. So Brickhouse has been pretty impressive so far in the, before, in the stuff that we've seen of him. And you can almost smell a dodgy finish coming up in this one, given that we've got two sort of names in this so far. Mm. So uh, The, the size and shape of Butch Reed uh, is like with the big muscly bulky guys right you think of someone like Lex Luger he's got the the tiny thin waist with the incredible muscles on top and, and all that but Butch Reed is just gigantic top to bottom head to toe he is a, I think that, in um, a very positive way 
I, I don't. I think steroids were not to cast aspersions on Mr. Reed, obviously, but just just changing the subject on a tangent because I'm sure Mr. Reed never did any steroids. And we've got a, a guest appearance from Dan's dog in there as well. Like, at the yeah, moment. Sorry yeah. About that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, a new guest host. Probably speaks more sense about wrestling than me. Um, yeah, I wonder. I, I imagine that you know this is this is probably around the time where this stuff is probably pretty rife because the Road Warriors have been around for a few years and obviously they're big body guys as well and stuff. So this is this is really going to be kind of the changing face of body types in wrestling for the next uh, next few years. But yeah, yeah Reed is, I, I, is huge, isn't he? I wouldn't call it sort of, I don't know if vascular is the right word, but with sort of veins rippling out of your muscles, it's not that, it's just, it's just sizable, big. Yes, in, yeah. You know. I, don't know, but I was talking with um, my nephew on last week's show about the difference in body type between Jake Roberts of this era and Jake Roberts of like three, three years later, say. And Roberts was never like a body guy, but obviously, clearly, I mean, I think it's probably not unreasonable to, to say that pretty much everyone in the World Wrestling Federation around that time was on something. But it just goes to show perhaps someone with either not, not, not um, incredible work ethic in terms of gym and or or not good genetics or a mixture of the two but just what a difference like that can make just a bog you know bang average looking tall guy all of a sudden you know probably puts on 25 pounds of muscle and it's just like it's hardly surprising that they all sort of bang on it when it was such a such a body time and you could you i mean th- these guys on these shows of hulk hogan in the 80s were making a lot of money so you know unfortunately that's why a lot of them are no longer around now all the all the you should also add i think I think they were still legal at this point, weren't they? I don't know what. Oh, well, it came I think all the Zahorian stuff was all prescription, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so exactly. So it was, um, it was all legal. In ring, we've got Butch Reed and a test of strength with Brickhouse Brown now, which Brickhouse is just sort of fighting as well. I don't really know on a watch song how much you're supposed to talk about the actual match. What's the, you know, like it's still <laughs> a bit honest, new, they, new concept. Had, they've been in that hold for a good, for the majority of it, so I don't think there's too much to. Yeah. To comment on Brickhouse is oh, other, to... than, other than their physiques, which is what we've sort of gone the route yeah. we've gone down. <laughs> yeah, Brickhouse is in very good. Brickhouse is a bit smaller, but he's, he's probably even more defined. Um, so yeah, very very good shape as well. So Brickhouse is fighting his way out of this test of strength now, and he's a oh, lovely little back backward roll. I can never oh, do a yeah, proper backward no, roll at nice. school. Were you, were you too proficient in the backward roll? Definitely not. Yeah, I, I can handle that. Yeah, you could do. A, <laughs> I could, Mark, could, you could do a nip up. Yeah, you? hang on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen do you do it. Yeah, yeah Shawn Michaels' nip up on one of our early, oh, yeah. earlier WrestleMania adventures. Yeah, do you reckon you can still bang one of those out now? Yeah, well, once Mid South Moments hits YouTube, we'll, we'll see. What <laughs> yeah, the, the, the two year anniversary is going to be a live YouTube show. And Mark's <laughs> got to do every five minutes a nip up for the full uh, full forty five minutes of the show. I could never do. I don't that. know I the name I'm... of this. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go on. No, no, I was going to say, it. I think yeah. I. Sorry, Mark. You go. You go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say I don't know the name of this referee, um, but he's the super intense one that's always waving his arms and and telling them, "Come on, keep fighting, keep fighting." And, and I, he's very noticeable during his matches. This guy. Joe, it's he's quite close. He's, he's not quite Randy close Anderson. To them, isn't I don't think no. it's Fergie. I think it's one of the other ones. So uh, Reed just hit. That was what Honky Tonk Man used to finish. Was that shake, pretty much shake, rattle, and roll there for a near fall? Um, what was I going to say a second ago about that? I, oh yeah, I think if I try to nip up now, I think I'd probably suffer a severe spinal injury. This actually matches quite quite good. Do you know what? It's so refreshing yeah. and nice not to have to take notes. It's just so, especially the promos. Like I have to number of times I've got to rewind these YouTube clips with these this terrible sound from someone's VHS from thirty six years ago. <laughs> So Brickhouse is on the outside now and the referee's counting him, counting him out and he just was a victim of a rapes. I think I've I've enjoyed Butch Reed. I think we've both we've both said in previous episodes, enjoyed him throughout nineteen eighty-four. It's it's made me think the last couple of weeks I'd I'd actually like to see because I've never gone back and rewatched uh, the period where he was a tag team with Ron Simmons in WCW. Ah, yeah. I, yeah. As far as I know, they had matches with Steiner Brothers, Road Warriors, all the great teams from start of 89, 90. I think, I think there must be some good matches there somewhere. You know what? I think we've talked about this before, but there's so, there's so much just being a fan in the fan in the UK and also sort of from from around the time that we were watching it and the the stuff we had access to there's so much classic stuff that we've never watched it's like almost like a jigsaw puzzle like I've never I've I've paused doing the Bret Hart match watch alongs um while the G1's on but I don't think I've seen probably more than maybe two two or three of his pay-per-view matches in WCW so there's probably some decent stuff in there like there was a match of uh 
there's a thing I follow on Instagram where it was him and Sting they were talking about. I bet that's probably not not bad from like 1998, but I've never seen any of that stuff. So you, I remember you, Mark, you mentioned about the Road Warriors, obviously after passing of Animal in terms of going back and stuff. Like, I've never seen any of that stuff really in terms of their pre WWF yeah. work. So Brick House is going up to the top now. This match actually got, he's missed the drop kick, missed the missile drop kick. Sadly, uh, he's really gone for just wait, just wait. You took it. He's done it. Drop kick followed by a little dance. Drop kick, little dance. I think he's got him. He's got a, in over his head there. He's got a yeah. bit. Oh, now yeah, read with uh, the press slam. That's incredible. Full extension. That yeah, is incredible. I love strength. seeing that. Yeah, because there's nothing that the guy taking that move can do to help their leg drop. One, two, and that is it. Reed with Queen a Wade. big victory in 6.25. That's got to be one of the longest matches that I've ever seen on Mid-South Television. That, is, uh, that wasn't bad, was it? What did you, Dan, what did you think of that match overall? Uh, I thought that, that was a good match. I mean, these guys very evenly matched. Um, and it's taken... I mean, let's put names. He's, he's literally lifted him up, as you say, like full extension of the arms over his head and yeah, dropped incredible. him. And a Hulk Hogan-esque leg drop yeah that um, was good that was good so taking had... some force to <laughs> yeah absolutely we headed into break again with no no input on terms of what what we're getting next which we, this is like a bit of an this is an odd show in terms of that stuff in terms of how they're sort of laying this one out really yeah it's like the uh ghost of past has thought he's going to do a watch along to this so let's just completely <laughs> change the format yeah, all you really as want difficult from... as possible. Oh, what is this? <laughs> Whoa! Oh, oh, he he got an interview like this, but oh my God. Dugan, they're trying to get him to go to the hospital, but he's insisted he has something he <laughs> we, wants we to say. And to then the, take him we cut back to the action. We've got I've Jim Duggan at ringside, covered in blood. I don't know. I've been over. Get my bag out of the trunk. Oh my God! I know who it was. Three or four guys grab a hold of me. I'm doing okay. I'm holding my own. Then okay. boom, I get it from behind a slapjack or something. Slapjack's the name of the guy in retribution, the isn't it? He just said he's been hit by a slapjack. Me. I look up, and the son of a... Oh, careful, Jim. Only Here we go. face I can make out of the group is Ted DiBiase. They held me, and DiBiase took it to me with a slapjack. But I made it here. He said I couldn't make it here. He left me laying in the mud. Oh, the wow. Mud. Crying. But What's I going on? I told you I'd come back. I'd come here and I'd stand up for Dr. Dutton. I'd stand up for what he did to them other people. But DiBiase did his, did his best to stop me. But it didn't work. I'm here. And I'll go, I'll go on. I think I think that's enough. Let's go back to boys. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen courage like this. Well, the crowd I, loves I know it. What he's talking about, you know, he's got uh, the uh, guts. He wants to be here. He wants to, here. He up wants to take like it to him. Let's go to back to boys. Of of, 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 Tell Jim Duggan is down, but not out. He's in a very bad way. There's no doubt about it. He'll be back with the North American Heavyweight Title on the line. Magnum TA versus Ernie Led. After this word, North American Title up next. Do you think that was real blood? He was actually crying. There. I mean, I don't know about the blood, but he was crying for real. I mean, the way the because of the old that the, it was a VHS or whatever. To me, that looks that looks like you know what they used to like when you'd use in your garden, like tomato sauce or whatever. Yeah, if you're yeah. Trying to replicate it, it didn't look. I'm know. sure it was. I don't know the the amount of times I've seen stuff from back then where the they do it at the most unusual times or for the most unusual reasons. I would not be at all surprised if for that segment he's got. Quite a lot of real blood drawn. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, unbelievable. That was quite a shock to the system when we went back from break and we saw Jim du Jim Duggan, like, absolutely passed out at ringside, barely barely alive, <laughs> being held crying. up by two fans. Yeah, crying, being held up by two fans. I think it was uh, Bad Bob Owens and Randy Anderson holding him up. I did not. How was it? Okay. Yep. So we're back, back, back with Boyd and now. that he wanted to come here and make a statement and they take him to the hospital. We'll get to the bottom of this. Now let's go to the so ring. So he's off to the hospital. Off. So now we've got the big North American Championship match between Magnum TA, the champion, and Ernie Ladd. And Jim Ross is in ring doing the ring announcing duties this one. Magnum doesn't ever get an entrance. It's like, why is, why is your supposed number one top baby face, obviously along with Duggan, um, not getting a ring entrance? I never understood that with Magnum. I don't think anybody has in this episode yet. Hacks, no. Hacksaw and Brickhouse were already in the ring as well. 
That is a lovely just, looking just belt. Just in the audience. Told him. In the audience, there are some great hats. <laughs> yeah, this one just... I think someone's got a top hat on. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure whether he's going to a wedding after or whatever. I don't know. There was, I just pointed I think... at one as if this people could hear, could see me pointing. <laughs> Obviously, points don't work on podcasts. I think there's a, there's a guy in a white black cap and I'm sure there's a si- old Simon and Garfunkel album where Paul Simon looks like that. He's got long hair coming out from it and a moustache. So That's here we go, one. North American Championship match. Uh, I think I just saw, whether it was a top hat or a cowboy hat, but I've just seen, seen one, someone with a black hat in there. But obviously you've got yeah, to get dressed yeah. up for the wrestling, Sorry. definitely. I mean, to be honest, some of the crowds that we've been at over the years, Mark, not only do people not get dressed up, but most people didn't have a wash either with some of the, some <laughs> of the smells. <laughs> There's a particular, a, pati- yeah. Sorry, Mark. Go ahead. Uh, we've been at Hall of Fame ceremonies where guys have been shirtless. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Just formal just dress dismal. required. Dismal. <laughs> so here is here is Ernie. So how old was Ernie Lad at, at the at the time of this? I know we've talked about this on uh, on the show before, but he obviously is someone. I'm going to guess mid to late forties. Mid to late forties. So here's someone. I mean, he looks it. 48, 50, 66, yeah. 78. He was 45 when this was, well, uh, this was being on. taped. So Magnum is on top early here. Side headlock into the ropes. I'm going to do my best Michael Cole impression. He's staggered, so you lad. Might, you, you may have covered this before, so if you know, you're going to point out the obvious, but what does the TA stand for? Terry Allen, his name. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's nothing else. Like, you know, no, no, okay. no. No gimmick. No, Stuart so, commented in one episode, he looks like Tom Selleck. And I said, he does, yeah. Well, you think he got the Magnum part of his name? Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that yeah, either, that I don't think, because I didn't know that Tom Selleck Magnum was Magnum P.I. P.I. Yeah. Magnum P.I. Magnum C.I. Right, yeah, but that's, okay. see, yeah. we're, that we're, makes complete sense. That's the difference. I know, I know it's weird, but sometimes there's like this, Dan and I, what are you, four years younger than me or five years younger than me, Dan? Uh, Four, isn't it? I Four, think. yeah. So we all, like for us, what I always thought, sort of think we're all the same age. But then when you're like a couple of years younger, a couple of years older, mm. there's that years of stuff that you just, yeah. I, I don't remember Magnum PI being on TV here at all. But I guess that might have been the one or two years difference between me and, me and you, Mark, I guess, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, crikey, we're all getting old, aren't we? Bloody hell. Um, so back in ring, Ernie Ladd just hit a cheap shot over the, uh, over the referee's back there and he's taken, taken over on Magnum. The big boots. The, like the referee well. actually, when he got in the middle, pushed, pushed in essence the champion. Yeah, down to the ground the there. Evil referee, uh, <laughs> evil referee going on here. Big slam on Magnum. He's struggling. He's got TA written on the front of his white boots here. Very. Uh, I was going to say no. It's what I was going to say is wrong. I was saying very Triple H from WrestleMania 20, but actually Triple H was white trunks, wasn't he? I think he was all in white that night. And I'm guessing Triple H's boots didn't look like he'd wrote. Um, TA in market. No, no, definitely not. No. <laughs> I always feel quite sorry for guys. I'm sure you've probably seen this market like local shows, but when they got when the guy like the, the indie guys, their their gears like falling apart and their initials and names like hanging off their their um ties. I've seen that quite a lot of ref pro shows. You just think, oh, yeah. I just can't got the money to sort this out. Oh, lads missed his big oh. double leg drop. Magnum has escaped. He's escaped. It's not just a small time indies. I've seen it a lot in UFC as well. When they used oh, to yeah. have the sponsors on the tights, the amount of times they'd be peeling off. Condomdepot.com was one I always enjoyed in the, <laughs> on the UFCs back in the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many different varieties could you potentially have? <laughs> so, oh, Magnum with a big, big forearm. Big forearm and lad is oh, staggered. He's, oh, he's and he's down. <laughs> oh, quite. He he's hit his head. Did you see it? He hit his head right at the bottom rope there. His head was wobbling yeah quite literally wobbling so back into he's he's playing Ooh. the full-on giant oh that's a big backdrop the full-on giant spots where he sort of staggered staggered and you yeah. got him three times to get him down so magnum onto the second rope now but lad he's taking too long here lad is getting to his feet magnum comes off with a oh drop kick and they bump the referee ref? they down. bump the ref oh. the ref is down the ref is down elbow drop go. And he's Ooh, not and this there. normally means that the person getting pinned when the ref's down usually wins, doesn't they? Oh, the ref is now counting. And he's, oh, no, he's out of one. That suggests to me that there could be a change. The referee is making his way up now. Oh, and they bumped him again. Oh, my God, oh, the referee. It's out the ring. The referee is severely injured there. He's taking a horrible looking bump to the outside. What is that? What has Lad got around his he's neck He just there? took something out of his trunks. It was either... Rope or something. So 
Magnum is being choked out by something here. The referee took a horrible spill to the outside. We've got another referee come out to check on him. The referee, rather than go into the ring and re-ref the match, yeah, he's it's going to it's cast yeah, to be by the same over, ref. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I tell you what, that first referee has had a remarkable recovery there because that bump was horrific. So lads, get back to his, uh, uh, that's oh no, because the second so the second referee is in the ring now. Oh, he's gone in, and it's that ref from before. I can't I think. tell if he's admonishing him or just. So TA looks out here. Uh, oh, surely the point what? is. Uh, hang on, lad, what? what lad, so lad, so sorry, yeah. Lad, lad went for a for a, um, a body slam there, and Magnum, who was completely dead weight, just fell back on him for the, for the near fall. But then he fell off. Then lad kicked out. Lad's gone for the leg drop. He's hit it once. He's hit it twice, and now the pin. One, <laughs> two, three. New North American New champion. champion, Ernie Ladd. And I must admit, I did know that was going to happen, I'm afraid, because I... Oh, no, did you? Yeah, I, I saw this ages ago, and I was researching something about North American championship. So, unfortunately, that was a spoiler for me. What are your reactions? Mark, you go first, then Dan. So, this this new new North American champion here. I mean, this, this must be a bit of a surprise, given uh, uh, you know, given Ladd's sort of, sort, of state of his, sort of stage of his career, I suppose, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, th- I think Magnum's reign was sort of, had a lot of gas left in it, I thought. But um, that's over with now. And, and whether there's going to be rematches, I don't know. But it was odd how, like I say, I'm used to the the second referee coming out and taking over. But he was sort of ringside trying to help the first referee. And I mean, Dan called it early, but I, I, I couldn't see where that was going. That was unusual. What did you think of that, that, t- that big, big news, big title change there, Dan? Big news, big title change, and a big belt, which now is owned by someone that it probably fits. Um, he had that on and actually looked like normal size for once. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, the ref getting bumped twice. It's <laughs> a strange one. And yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, you don't, I, so I called it because he got knocked down, but you never expect to, especially when the match is mid-card, well, not mid-card, but you know, it's not the last match. Yeah, exactly. We'll just we'll come back to that in a second. We've got uh, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson in ring with Jim Ross. Well, ladies and gentlemen, earlier this hour, we saw a pre-recorded interview that Jim Cornette made on. I need to last stop playing Wednesday. that music before I get another copyright and claim against me. He said that he would put up twenty-five thousand dollars. By the way, this is fr- course, anyone listening. This is free use because it's a journalistic review of copyrighted material. So don't report me to anyone. Thanks very much. Like someone did for one of my Mid South videos on Twitter. Cheers for, for that. Not bitter. That you all could come up with. I know you all have come up with an idea. That's right, Jim Ross. You know, Loads of can't see him crying like Jim Ross. Yeah, I've I'm crying. That is quite a haircut from Ricky Morton there, isn't it? So we accepted Jimmy Cornette's challenge, but we got a little stipulation for him. It was hard to get this right here, and I want to demonstrate it to all the people right here. We're here. It's a this is jacket. their first promo, I think. And I feel and I believe that Jimmy Cornette's just in this jacket right here. See it, there's no way he can bring it, either to the uh, ring. He can bring his chains. The but there's no way there. he can get it out. Yes. So this will be the neutralizer. So they've got a straight jacket here. So I presume that they're going to. Stick I have Cornette in a straight jacket. Neutralized Jim Cornette. Never this yeah. close. This is a straight jacket. And Gibson is suffering from a past match here with a couple of glasses on his head. And bizarrely, Morton is putting Gibson in the straight jacket. And also, why does he have a straight jacket? going crazy. Yeah. You wonder whether this is from. Morton or Gibson's personal collection of items. Straight jacket. I mean, you can see someone I mean, coming in here. This is, you know where this is going. I'm just going to turn this, turn, turn this down slightly while he's, while he's tying him up. But yeah, I, I mean... He's doing this to show us what a straight jacket looks like, like tied up. No need. I think we all know. <laughs> Surely someone's going to come out and attack. attack. This, is, this is stupid, isn't it? And now he's putting the... You know, there's a bit between, uh, basically between legs. the legs, the clip up the back. He's just given uh, Gibson an, a massive wedgie live on television here. So, I mean, surely they're still talking. And here comes someone from the oh, someone's coming out. The crowd is erupting. Oh, um, and what, what's Ricky? He's trying to get him out of the jacket. And here are the Midnights. And Robert Gibson is stuck in the straight jacket. Do not put your partner in a straight jacket. And someone said on air, they're going to try and end your career. 
The Cornets on the outside and the Midnights have taken over on the Rock and Roll Express here. And poor, poor Robert Gibson. Oh, Cornets getting involved. Cornets getting stuck Cornette's in. Cornets yeah. in some, some, uh, some stomps there. Oh, and the pile drive from Condry on, it, on a... Well, Them pile drivers are... Uh... Close. Yeah, that's one of the ones I probably like. Oh. I wouldn't like to take any of it, but that's one of the ones I'd like to take the least. So they've got so uh, Eaton's going up to the top rope, and and uh, Morton's in a Boston Crab now, and he's just come up. Uh, Eaton's come up the top oh. rope, big knee to the back of the head. Cornet is still just to clarify, just just still getting him stuck in. So finally, oh, who's oh, so, 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 arrived? That's Who Master, Master G and Johnny Mantel. That's, I think uh, Mantel, yeah, yeah. And somebody they're, else. They're is that Bill a, Dundee in the trunks? Yeah, that's right. And that's, yeah, that's Mike right. Jackson's there as well, isn't he? They, they're getting a, they're getting him out of the, out of the straight jacket. There's a I lady in the good. front row going. Can you see the lady in the middle? Yeah, There's she's a, lost it. God, she's gone. She's gone crazy. She's oh that's, my that's god. That's probably Bill Dundee's um, straight jacket from the circus. She, I bet. That I wonder is, uh, if that <laughs> woman was on a promise with one of the Rock and Roll Expresses then. <laughs> she, she, she actually thinks it's legit and not, it's not going to happen now. They're not going to be able to take him out. I'll take her out. She sent them, you want to see the photos she sent him for that competition? Yeah, oh, for the, for for the, the competition. That's it. That's quite a heavy duty angle there in terms of, um, yeah. you know, but that was, I mean, that was a bit silly, wasn't it? In terms of, in terms of putting him in the straight jacket, you didn't need to demonstrate that quite so much. What do you think of that, Mark and then Dan? Yeah, I don't think Ricky Martin thought that one through. No, he didn't. That was, uh, yeah, we was expecting something and it went down sort of, yeah. What did you oh, think? Yeah, it's not, that's not something I would wear. If that's what you mean. Um, but <laughs> that wasn't the it, question. But <laughs> hang on a minute. I, I've got one. Question. Are you going to be adding the straight jacket to the store? The, your red bubble store. You get a mid south <laughs> yes, straight jacket. Yes, I, I am. reckon that's going to be in high demand. Yeah, mid south straight jacket. Maybe we jacket. can send. You can send Ricky one. Send him one. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Maybe I have already. Um, yeah. <laughs> so back from break, we've got Ted DiBiase and Johnny Mantel. Just to go back to the Magnum TA, I suspect what actually has happened here because this match wasn't advertised last week, the North American title match. And usually they're pretty good with advertising things of, um, you know, some significance. Um, so basically Magnum wasn't long for the company at this point. He, he was only around in mid South until, um, basically the, the, the joint promoted Houston wrestling mid South card on the 7th of December, 1984, um, where he lost a steel cage match to only lad. And then he made his Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling debut on Christmas night against um, Kareem Mohammed, I've not heard of, um, in Columbia, South Carolina. And he was Mid-Atlantic then until, until the end of his career, basically. So I think that's probably what, what happened. I guess this is, this is probably not, probably six weeks or so out from the end of his Mid-South run. And that was it for, for Magnum, sadly. Um, I, I, in ring, we've got Magnum and, uh, sorry, we've got Johnny Mantell and Teddy Biossi. Mantell, to me, every time I've seen him, he's looked great. A veteran of all Japan at this point. Um, what, Dan, what do you think of this guy so far and stuff that you've seen him in? Yeah, I, he looks, yeah, certainly like, I should, yeah, you just told me that's sort of Japan. Like, you can tell he's been around. He looks like he knows, you know, quite accomplished, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, and I, one thing I noticed with him is it's, and you can, for those who watching, you see it now, he's, like, everything he does is like fast, quick succession, bang, 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 yeah. bang. Um, no, there's none of this sort of standard, like waiting around, judging, you know, look, it's like, even in this series, getting stuck in. He's just got, um, he, he just hit a monkey flip and then missed the second one. And then Ted DiBiase well, is wearing a little uh, little little leather, almost like a weightlifting glove, is taken over and he's got him in a figure four leg lock straight away. And I, you wonder, with only uh, three and a bit minutes to go, this television show, whether that is it. And I think it is it, isn't it? Yeah, the submission in just under a minute and a half. And, and that over. was the only move DiBiase's done, I think, yeah. in that whole match. Wow, that was quick. So, I mean, clearly Ted DiBiase is back and he is going to be a very prominent... I think DiBiase was around pretty much in Mid-South until, until his WF run. Um, Mark, what did you think of that short, short encounter while I look up Ted DiBiase and uh, when he, how long he was in Mid-South for? Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed really because I was going to say, I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but when I first got into wrestling as a kid, obviously you like the, the babyface superhero guys, but there's usually a heel who you sort of tag onto and, and Ted, the million dollar man was always my guy for that. I just, I just really enjoyed his character. I was a bit disappointed that we didn't see more of him in this match, but he took his beating very uh, well from Mantel. And yeah, I agree with what Dan says about he's all action, all energy, Mantel. 
Um, different to someone like Brickhouse Brown, who does the sort of play into the crowd between each move. He was just go, go, go. So, yeah, yeah I'd, definitely. I'd like to see a rematch with uh, maybe five minutes plus if, if there is the possibility. Let's, see, let's hear what um, Boyd and Bill have got to say to close the show. Back with a bang. Boyd, I tell you, it's been a tremendous day. <laughs> we just had a complete gap <laughs> there since I cut to him. Remaining, but it's, it's been an amazing day. I, I'm just, I'm telling you, it's, I just don't know what else could happen in the recap. Very quick, Hacksaw Dugan, supposed to have been in a football helmet match that never took place. We don't know what happened. We have Dugan's side of it, which I'm very inclined to believe. And we have Ted DiBiase. And we know Ted DiBiase has been known to stretch the truth and I mean just blatantly lie and then of course the Rock and Roll Express had answered Jim Cornette's challenge they were explaining the stipulation and Jim Cornette maybe that's why he made that challenge but he took advantage immediately when they struck and he is injured or his group is injured Ricky Morton Don't Robert Gibson was helpless in that well. straitjacket it's just, it's just been Johnny Mantell. They're helping out now. Ted DiBiase. Seems the like the stall the time again. Like the way yeah. yeah. Next yeah. week, I know he's going to watch this. I know he's going to think about it. He knows he's got to face one of the toughest, the most relentless, the most unscrupulous individuals ever in wrestling. And now he's back associated with Scandal Akbar with another amazing thing, Buddy Landell. Where's it all going to go? That's next week. And so far, ring announcer, our analyst and interviewer, Jim Ross. For Bill Watts with a tremendous commentary. I'm Boyd Pierce and thanks for watching. We'll that's it. So that's it. I tell you what, that absolutely flew by in terms of watching that, um, you know, as it happened and, and just commenting on it rather than rather than taking notes. I mean, there was, a, there was a hell of a lot that went on. Obviously, we've got a no, new North American champion. Um, you've got a heavy duty angle with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, and obviously the stuff with the Rock and Roll Express and that. I mean, that was, I mean, crikey, you can see why people watch this show. And I know it's, it's a very different experience doing a watch along rather than taking notes. And it usually takes me probably j j a little bit under double the amount of time that the show's on. Um, but Mark, you, first, I mean, what, as, as a bit of a summary on this show, this show and also your experiences watching Mid-South so far, I can understand why a million people a week watch this. Watch this. It's very easy watching. Yeah, we, we mentioned early on, we were a bit concerned about how, talk heavy it was but I mean the amount of ongoing stories uh, all coming together at the same time we, we had the North American title obviously Adrian Street wasn't on this week so uh, there's a, a damn his, shame. Uh, title thing going on uh, separately yeah that, that was something I'm, I'm sort of pleased I wasn't reviewing last week after yes, that went down yeah. um, and the tag team titles you've got that going on you've got Duggan and Williams I mean four or five really good storylines all all sort of chugging along at the same time in a 44-minute TV show. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, sorry, Dan, before, before I just jumping in, it, rem, it really reminds me, and even more so this week, of the early Nitros. So the early Nitros were like an 40 minutes or so because they were only an hour on, on in terms of uh, television schedules. But it's just like every segment, something's happening. Everyone that's on the show is being pushed in some way. You know everybody. And it's like, there's lots of stuff. There, there wasn't a sort of big, big cliffhanger, particularly on this show. I, I guess a little bit of Duggan in terms of finding out what happens next. But you're you you're you're in. You want to? I want to. I'm already interested in see what happens next and how you know is Magnum around on TV a bit more. And I don't know any of this stuff, so it is you know it is really really strong episodic television. And Dan, what did you think of the episode? And also, again, <coughs> comments on your experiences watching you know numerous episodes of Mid South so far. Yeah, I mean for that show in particular, as you said, as Mark just covered, there's about five different angles. So even if, for example, one, one of the ankles don't interest you, you know, there's going to be something for someone there, right? There's yeah. just, you know, so many different things, you know, no matter maybe what age you are, what you're into, there's going to be something you're interested in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that particular episode, I said, as, for the watching the Mid-South, all the episodes I've done, as you say, I've, we said it before, it is 45 minutes of action. And, I, and, and by that, I even mean, if it's not a match, it's a promo. Yeah. It's a good promo. Um, there's not, you know, you do have your squash matches, but you, do you know what? You always know there's a, like a reason behind the squash mm. match. There's plenty of times I've watched in the past, watched wrestling and, and say, as you know, I watch AEW now and there's a match comes on and you're just like, this has no relevance and it will go on for 15 minutes and it doesn't matter who oh, wins. Yeah. It doesn't matter who yep. loses. It's, it's still in time. literally 15 yeah. minutes to wait. Whereas actually, if someone said, oh, AEW this week's an hour, but 
it's going to have four matches that have meaning. I, people would like that. And that's what this is. That's yeah. what this is. And I said, even when you've got a squash match, like that DBRC one there, you know there's a reason behind that. You know they've yeah, done absolutely. that. They're doing it. He's back. And I think that's what this show does really well and why, you know, it's just so easy to... You know, we, we probably make it, as, as you've mentioned, because, like, you know, when we come on here and talk about it, we're making notes. So we make it longer for ourselves yeah, we do. by making we do. notes. Yeah. As we've just seen there, you don't make notes. It flies by. If you're yes. just watching it, it's just so easy. It's so easy to watch. So, yeah, I completely um, understand why it had the viewing figures it did. I mean, also, the thing we haven't mentioned as well, we actually got a really solid... I know six minutes is not a... Not a long match in the in the in the the world of three hour roars and as you say, like you get a twelve or thirteen minute match in AEW, but like the women's match this week, this past week was just like those they didn't need to be out there that long. And it was okay, it was passable, but it's just like you're filling a segment of time rather than people really, really want to see this. Yeah. New, New Japan is particularly not so much in the pandemic era, but New Japan is particularly bad with overly long for the sake of it matches. But we got that really good match. Um, and also, I think the other, the other key thing is if we were all fans of wrestling in 1984 and Mid-South was coming to our town and you had the Rock and Roll Express versus uh, the Midnight Express uh, or Magnum versus Ted or whoever it was, I think we'd be buying a ticket to that. I'm sure we would be, actually. Um, and I think that's the, you know, that's the biggest um, you know, plaudits we can give this promotion that we're, we're, we're all, I think it's fair to say, we were all bought in and emotionally invested in this thing that was 36 years old. And like, I know there's the odd, you know, the odd kind of 80s funny moment and like we can laugh at the Jim Duggan angle and stuff, but it's, it's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Excellent. And, well, um, sorry, guys, and then go just clarify, get, get well soon, Jim. Yeah, please do get well soon. Well, you know what? I enjoyed that a lot and I think we're definitely going to do, maybe, would well, you know what? It's much easier than a watch long. Perhaps we'll do a watch long every bloody week from now and I don't take any <laughs> notes. So it's about, about an hour every single week. So that is the end of part one of the anniversary special. So we'll be back very, very shortly with the absolute ultimate trivia battle. We've got USA versus UK, three members of USA and three members of Team UK, presuming that no one drops out in the next 24 hours, which we hope that won't happen. So we'll be back after the break and we'll speak to you again very, very soon. So that is actually it for part one of the podcast. Part two of the anniversary special is available now in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean or wherever you listen to the shows. Thank you very much for listening.